Hello, everybody. Welcome to Our Drunken History in the Man Cave. We're, this is uh, the very first episode, so hopefully I don't butcher it too bad. Yeah. I'm Zach. I'm Travis. We're a couple of Air Force vets. Um, kind of like some, we like history, so and we like drinking beer, so we figured this would be a good combination. Yep. So, we were trying to come up with ideas and how we're going to do this. And really, we came up with, I don't know if anybody has seen the, the History Channel and those shows where they used to do drunk, drunk history on, on the Comedy Central. So that kind of gave us some inspiration for this because I don't know if they were making those episodes anymore. So, but there's so much to talk about with, with uh, poor decisions made in history where uh, sometimes stuff worked out for the best and sometimes it's kind of went sideways. <laughs> so, so uh, but it's a good combination. You know, we'll uh, we'll talk about all kinds of subjects in the future. Military history, since both of us are, are veterans, uh, we uh, really love military history. Uh, a lot of U.S. history and a lot of world history. It's all been influenced by alcohol. So <laughs> this will be our dive into the tipsy side of history. So you want me to start it off, or you want to with the first story, or? All right, so... I'm fine with whatever. Fine with whatever. <laughs> okay. So, I'll start off with a little bit of military recent history. And I think this story is pretty funny. Some people think it's kind of dumb. But, so, going back to the... It was in 2018, late October. Uh, the U.S. military and NATO were going to do this joint exercise in, in the North Sea, in the Baltic Sea, Um to do winter training, right? Well, so during a four-day weekend, one of the, the 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit pulls into port at Reykjavik, Iceland. I hope I said that right, because that's... I, the, I believe that that's how it's pronounced, yeah. So 7,000 Marines and sailors get off the boats, and they march into downtown Reykjavik to all the bars down there. And it's actually pretty cool. I got to reading about this. The uh, There's several, you know, you go to some places, I'm going to go to an Irish bar. Or I'm going to go to, you know, some sort of pub or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In Iceland, they have American bars. They have one that's literally, literally called the American bar. They've got one that's dedicated to... to uh, 1930s gangsters and it's like this whiskey it's like a gangster, speakeasy kind of speakeasy thing? gangster bar and then they have one that is themed off the big lebowski and it's called the that lebowski bar fucking awesome. <laughs> it's great <laughs> so all these all these marines and sailors show up in downtown and they start drinking and i don't know if you've ever drank with marines or the navy and i oh, have yeah. a couple times and it's those guys can drink they can put it away they handle it yeah and uh so they're drinking beer and they start, you know, the the bartenders are offering them American beers. They have Coors Light, Budweiser, stuff like that. And uh, they're drinking that. But then they start drinking the local beers and stuff, too. So they, they start I don't drinking. even know. I don't even know that I know an Icelandic beer. The, I went through a list of them, and I couldn't pronounce half of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they like long words. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, they're, so they're, they're drinking the beer, and then... I guess some of the bars started running out of beer and 
it got to the point to where some of the smaller bars were actually borrowing or buying beer from the bigger bars to help restock their shelves because I'm sure at a, they couldn't at a healthy up. upcharge. Oh yeah, and uh, so <laughs> there was this um, this food blogger. He has this website and he works for the Iceland Times or something like that. And he had a quote that said, "We were fighting an overwhelming force, and they we couldn't. They they had us surrounded." <laughs> And, we, and uh, we couldn't keep up with demand. And so the, these Marines and sailors are drinking, and they drink out a lot of the bars that first day. And the, one of the biggest breweries um, in Iceland actually called in overtime workers over the weekend to help do emergency overnight deliveries oh from their breweries to, to Reykjavik so they could keep up. And then the next day, they all showed up again and drank all the bars dry again. <laughs> So by the time, by the time the four day liberty was over with, there was no beer left in Iceland, and they said there was a little bit of liquor left. But they said the only reason why there was liquor left is because it was really expensive, and they, nobody wanted to, to buy all of it. That's quite the accomplishment. <laughs> so and so there was a write up in the Marine Corps Times. They were actually uh, uh, kind of bragging on it a little bit, where they said, you know, this this happened. Similarly, at one point, a, a ship pulled into a dock in Florida somewhere, and uh, but they got into fist fights in the bars and caused yeah. all kinds of ruckus. That's how my time drinking with the Marines went. Oh yeah, that's the first thing you think of <laughs> is bar fights. You know. Yeah, we used to fight the Marines in Korea like, on a weekly basis. <laughs> just it's, they were great guys. It's yeah, just we good just brotherly we rivalry. Yeah, beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, this. Uh, Marine Colonel was uh, kind of bragging about it. It's like they they went through this whole this whole ordeal in Iceland, and only one Marine got in trouble for disorderly conduct, and everybody else was good. That's, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. And uh, it, it, there, are a couple of the newspapers was actually bragging on the the military that had came in there, and they said they they looked like they were having a good time they were enjoying themselves they had a big party and we loved serving them yeah like, imagine that you're a bartender though or a, not a, a bartender or a bar owner and that seems like it'd be a good problem to have getting sold out of beer. oh yeah and I, I don't mind making an emergency beer run if you're gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, tell no how many thousands of beers they they sold that's awesome yeah so that was one of my my favorite recent stories about just how the military came in and drank a town dry. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Makes you want to go party. Yeah, with makes the you want to go party with some Marines again. I well, guess. no, not not <laughs> not anymore. I couldn't. I couldn't I, hang. No, not like not anymore. All right, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I'm a I'm a big sports fan, so my story is about David Wells, who was a pitcher for the Yankees, uh, May seventeenth. 1998, David Wells threw, at the time, the second perfect game in Yankee history. The first one was thrown by Don Larson in the 1956 World Series. Okay. It's still the only perfect game in World Series history. Yeah, I mean, perfect games are pretty rare anyway. So that... uh, it, This was the 15th. Yeah. David Wells was the 15th. I don't know how many there have been now. I think we're like 19. Yeah. David Cohn threw... What was the third one in Yankee history, the 16th perfect game the following season? Wow. Uh, but anyway, David Wells had a reputation for being a bit of a partier. <laughs> he, was, he was a drinker. 
And uh, he had gone out with the cast of Saturday Night Live. Oh, man. The night before his perfect game. Was he was he on Saturday Night Live or he was not a guest or no? He was just <laughs> just hanging out with he was out. hanging out with Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers and and yeah. What and year was this again? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. Yeah, this is one of the older. Yeah, it was it was when Saturday Night Live was good. Yeah, when it was still it was actually funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he uh, so he went out with those guys and he partied till like four in the morning. Man. And he had to pitch that night. And when he showed up to the stadium, he was still shit housed. <laughs> and everybody was telling him like, dude, you stink like. You smell like a brewery. Yeah. And you're going to go pitch. So he went out and he started throwing. And about the fourth inning, he started to kind of sober up. <laughs> Did he go back to the dugout and drink more? <laughs> no, he he actually, he he, he said in, no one would talk to him. Because that, that's, that's. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. The superstition. Whole yeah, yeah. Every, everybody would, would stay away from him. And uh, he ended up finally sobering up by about the end of the game, <laughs> just to turn around and go celebrate all all over again. Oh, but yeah, he, he he probably had a headache after that. <laughs> oh yeah, but he uh, fun fact: he went to the same high school as Don Larson did. Oh wow! In Point Loma, San Diego. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a short story. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, I don't know if we forgot, but our our podcast today or our YouTube, whatever you want to call it, is going to be unofficially sponsored by Coors Light and Flyway Brewing. And yeah, Blue Wing is a delicious beer out of Little Rock, Arkansas, where we're at. Well, not Little Rock, but Arkansas. So yeah, Coors or Flyway, if you happen to see this, we'll be glad to take a sponsorship. Feel feel free to hit (laughs) us up, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, well, if, if we're on the subject of sports, uh, I, I read another interesting thing. I don't know. if Have you seen the um, the Netflix documentary about the last dance from the yeah, Chicago Michael Bulls? Jordan. Yeah. Well, they did an interview during that, during that but then there was also, uh, I know it was kind of a news story before that even happened, but I think it was the early 1990s, 92 or 93, Jordan was uh him he had this had a buddy i can't remember his name i think i have the notes somewhere we'll put it down there on the description or something who, who it was but he played for the chicago blackhawks hockey team it was a golf buddy that he had and they would always go out and play golf and they would you know jordan was a big time better he gambled at yeah. just about everything and they had a, a thing where they would they would go play golf drink beer like the most normal people do and bet but they bet big money. They would bet like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I know he he. That's very widely known about him. He they gambled yeah. big time. The whole instead of a dollar a hole like normal people do, how about a thousand? This has a few zeros to it. Yeah. So this is uh, so this is on a game day. Jordan is supposed to play the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers that night um, in Chicago. So they decide they're going to go play golf that morning. So they're drinking beers. Uh, let me look at this guy's name. I got notes right here. Let me, because I, I want to give credit to where this was, because it's pretty funny. Um, Jeremy Roenick. Oh yeah, Jeremy Roenick. I remember Roenick. So it was in '92. Yeah, I remember Roenick. He said they were they were good golf buddies. So they're playing. They play their first 18 holes, and 
Ronick says, you know, he'd beat him and won a few thousand dollars from, from Jordan. And he was kind of, Jordan didn't take losing very lightly. He didn't, yeah. he didn't like it. Um, and Ronick was kind of giving him a, a hard time about winning some money off of him. And Jordan's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's play another round. And so. <laughs> That's a lot of golf in one day. Yeah. So they said they went to the clubhouse and loaded up a golf bag full of beer and full of ice and went and played another 18 holes. They said, so this started it. They had already played that first round. The second round, they said, started around 10 or 11 a.m. Yeah. So they've played all day yeah. golf, two rounds of golf, and and Jordan's drank a ton, a ton of beers. Yeah. <clears throat> and so Ronick says, "Well, I beat him again and won a couple more grand off of Jordan that day." And he said, "You know, he's getting ready for uh, to to leave and." He was smarting off to him, and he said, you know what? I'm feeling pretty lucky today since I beat you so much. He said, I'm going to take this money I want off of you and go to go to my bookie and bet on Cleveland tonight since you've drank so much today. You're going to be hungover. You're not going to play very yeah. well tonight. And Jordan says, you know what? I'll bet every, all the money that you've, you've won for me today that I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to score 40 points, and we're going to beat Cleveland by at least 20. And he's like, I'll take that bet. So he bet him right there all the winnings that night. Jordan goes in and scores 44 points, and they beat Cleveland by 24 that night. Jesus. <laughs> After drinking all day and playing two rounds of golf. I met Michael Jordan. Really? At Shadow Creek Golf Course in Las Vegas. Yeah, he used to do the charity tournament out there. The, the Michael Jordan Classic, I think, is what it was called. Yeah. And uh, I worked for a company. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we had VIP wristbands, so I went over... Hung out with, I didn't like hang out with Michael Jordan, but I met him. I met um, Jason Taylor, okay. uh, the end for the Dolphins yeah. and, and the Jets. And I think he played for the Redskins too for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, I actually, I pissed next to Jason Taylor in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the men's locker room there. Oh, that's funny. And it was funny because uh, it was so awkward. Because yeah. I wanted to be like, holy shit, you're Jason Taylor. But at the same time, like. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to the international rules of the men's bathroom. Yeah, you, you don't want to have a conversation. Yeah, so I never, I never did get a chance to say hi to him. I'm like, hey, you, yeah, <laughs> what you working with? <laughs> no, he he seemed nice, <laughs> but I, I never, I never did talk to him. But I met, um, I met Griffey. Oh, okay. Um, I met the guy. I don't know. It was uh, Kevin Dillon, the actor who played drama on? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, a Entourage? Entourage, That's yeah, a really yeah. good show. Yeah, I met him. He was there. And it was funny because after he finished, everybody was kind of crowding around the 18th hole as these people were coming off. I met Jerry Rice, too. But uh, it was funny and shit. The dude, Kevin Dillon, was walking up, and someone said, Hey, can I have your golf glove? And he was like, Okay, like I'm I'm done playing, and yeah. will you sign it? So he did, and then he goes. Someone else goes. Hey, can I have your beer? <laughs> and he was like, he did his half drank beer, and he was like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, can you sign it? <laughs> so he did. He autographed the can and gave him his half drink beer. It was awesome. It was great. It'd be good if he if he autographed it. Johnny Drama. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been great. He may have. I didn't yeah. read it. Hey, Drama. <laughs> That so uh, Bruce Smith, the played for the Bills, Hall of Famer. I uh, I didn't meet him, but I watched him shank a ball 
completely out of the golf course. Out onto, <laughs> I think it's Craig is, yeah. is what borders that. Right out onto the road. Oh, okay, yeah. Or uh, no, it's it's Farm Road. It's Farm Road. It's right up by that pig farm. Is, oh, is that one that, was that, uh, that was like Silverstone Ranch or something like that up there? Was no, it? that was further uh, west. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that's, I was a member there. Okay. But, uh. No, Shadow Creek, I couldn't afford that. Oh, okay. that. Dude, it's like, I think at one point it was the most expensive golf course in the U.S. to play. Oh, wow. Um, and it is, it's not Vegas. Like, it looks like you're at Augusta National. Oh, wow. It's amazing. It's it's perfect. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I had a... I had a really good time there, man. They that they would be a good one. they hooked it up. The VIP tickets were like seventy bucks more than the regular ones. Totally worth it. Oh man, it was it was amazing. And I, I had heard, and I don't know, I, I guess I don't know the exact series of events that had happened, but they Jeter took over that tournament for a few years after he retired, okay. and I don't know if he's still doing it. Yeah, that might be something to look into. That'd be a it's worth it. If yeah. you're ever out there, dude, yeah. it's amazing. Um, Paul O'Neill, right fielder for the Yankees, getting his number retired this year. Nice. Uh, he uh, he hit a hole-in-one that tournament. Oh, wow. And I met, I met Michael Phelps, and Dr. J waved at me. <laughs> I was sitting under a tree because it was hotter than shit. I was yeah. sitting under a tree, and I honestly... I wasn't even looking at Dr. J. I was just kind of daydreaming. Yeah. And I think he thought I was looking at him and he was like, and I was like, what? Holy hey. shit, Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice. No, he, everybody was cool. It was, it was a good time. That's pretty good. Yeah, I never did have too many uh, celebrity run-ins when I was in Vegas. It's, I lived there for like eight years, but yeah. I didn't get out a whole lot though either. <laughs> Probably the coolest one I ever had was Harry Connick Jr. Really? Yeah, it was at the grand opening of the Wynn Hotel, and my best friend from high school was stationed, he was a Marine, and he was stationed down in San Diego, and I hadn't seen him in, like, years, so he drove up to Vegas, because we were, we were stationed in North Carolina, but we were, we were out there for a, uh, I think we were out there for Red Flag. Yeah. And Jordan had drove up, and we all went out to the win. And it was the opening day of the the the, the opening night of the win. Yeah. Like it was the grand opening, and I mean, it was just incredible. And uh, we were walking behind Harry Connick Jr. And I was like, "Oh my God!" You know, like so. I, yeah. My mom loves him. Oh. Okay. So I tapped him on the shoulder, and he turned around, and I was like, "Harry Connick Jr." And he's like, "Yeah, that's my name." <laughs> and I was like, "My mom fucking loves you." And he goes. I fucking love your mom. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> touche. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He was oh. cool as shit. We actually we got kicked out of there that night because <laughs> Jordan. It was great. We got kicked out. <laughs> well, not well, obviously not for that. But we did. We uh, there's a there's a Ferrari dealership in that hotel. Yeah, and I think it's Ferrari and uh, Maserati or some something. But uh, they had a Ferrari Super America. Which is one of my favorite cars. Yeah. And Jordan jumped the rope and went and sat in that thing. Oh, man. <laughs> we got kicked out. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed today's video. Um, As you can see, we didn't really do a whole lot of prep work for this. It was just an idea. and Well, we just kind of did a, I did a little research and it's like, I'm going to do, do it like I do everything else. I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> yep. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. 
I, we come, had fun come, doing it. Come back for more. Come back for more. We, we uh, another thing we're going to do is we will eventually have guests. That would be good. Yeah, we're if you uh, if you ever want to be on the show, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, but we'll. What, uh, how do they reach out? So uh, we'll put all this information in the in the description. We'll have links to any of the news articles that we uh, we research for today's stories. We'll which have... is pretty much going to be Wikipedia for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, and we'll put uh, we have an email address for the channel, and we'll put that on there if you want to contact us for anything. If you want to give us any suggestions, you can comment. Suggestions for for events in history that were influenced by by getting a little tipsy. And we'll see if we can research them and put them in the next episode. Uh, so yeah, if, if you don't, if you can follow us, like and subscribe. We're gonna be putting this video on YouTube, and then we're gonna put the audio on uh, for a podcast, and we'll put that on all the different podcast channels. You can look at it on Apple or iTunes, and and uh, on iHeartRadio is another one, and anywhere else you can see a podcast, we'll put them on there. I got one called Podcast Player. Podcast Player. Um, yeah, there's probably a dozen of them now. So you can yeah, put them on there. So, and we will. Uh, I'm sure things will get better as we go along. We, as if you can't already tell, we are definitely not professionals at this. No, no, but uh, we're we do like to drink. Yes, we like to drink, like to tell stories, like to tell jokes. Yeah, uh, we're fun. Yeah. So hopefully you can join us, and uh, we will uh, continue this and keep getting keep improving as we go, and maybe you can just. Come along for the journey with us. We appreciate it. We'll see well, y'all yeah. next time. It's, it's been fun, guys. Thank you. And it was kind of funny because you'd see our EOD guys out doing like minefield shit. Yeah. And they were all geared out. Like they look like a transformer. Yeah. Those Romanians, those guys were fucking nuts. They were like BDU pants, no shirt, probing the ground with a knife. <laughs> you were like, holy shit, you got some balls, man. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I guess if you, if you hit it, you're not going to know. Yeah. Yeah. If I mess up, suddenly it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. Why wasn't it? Shit. Sucker attacked me. The duck. <laughs> it was like an 06 or 07 when that happened, I think. Because it was, it was, because uh, that, a rocket went through the door of the tool crib and like went between them. And hit and landed in the back of the tool crib. Didn't didn't explode. Put a, like they had a hole through the door where it went through the door. And when I was at Kandahar, we uh, I, it was Chris. Yeah, he went out to our battery room and opened it, and there was a hole in the ceiling. And he was like, "What the fuck?" I looked down, and there was a mortar sitting on the floor of the battery room. It had come through and not blown up. And no one knew how long it had been there. Yeah. you know, two three days since someone had gone in there. Yeah. Yeah, fucking thing was sitting right in the middle of our site. <laughs> Nobody knew. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's and so I said, hey, everybody, this asshole is going to do a belly flop. And they were like, yeah, man, do it. <laughs> and, like the, the pressure built. And he, dude, he he walked right up to the edge to where his toes were. Just, and I could see this. He, he goes. <sighs> and he put his hands over his balls. And he didn't jump. He just leaned forward and, and fell. <laughs> And dude, he, when he hit the surface of the water, <laughs> he stopped. <laughs> and I didn't know that was a thing, but he hit and he goes, <laughs> and then he like slowly like, sunk <laughs> and he like kind of bobbed to where his head came up and he just goes, <laughs> and you could see all the water spray off his face and shit. And he, 
just slowly made it. Oh, now he hit perfect, oh, perfectly man. horizontal. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't do it any better if you tried. But he slowly made it all the way over to the ladder and climbed up. And when he got to the top, and when he got up to the the out of the pool there, you could see blood just coming out of his pores. Oh, <laughs> it, it fucked him. Uh, it really did. And uh, we asked him later, we're like, was it worth it, the money? And he was like, fuck no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> got in trouble for that at Blod. The, we, did, we called it Predator Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, so you know that the those hazes were like, Steve oh yeah, it. yeah. Those things were fucking scary as shit. Slide down a has on a trash can lid. Down, and then we got. I'm shocked. That. Nobody got a broken arm. Somebody hit a piece of rebar and like put a gouge in their ass cheek. Oh my god! I go see the doc and get like three stitches or whatever to sew it up and. <laughs> that right in the middle of that briar thicket, head Not first, that. face first, because I'm like doing it Superman oh, style yeah. on this thing. Fly off down face first, and I'm just covered. And I have. Like briars and, and stuff all stuck in my face, bleeding from like, it looked oh, like yeah. I got shot in the face with a shotgun because it was like, so, it looked like that guy you that Dick Cheney shot dude. with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> I go back to the house like bleeding from multiple, and, and my mom was like, what's going on? What are you? I went through a briar ticket face first. <laughs> moms, have the, mom, moms always have the best reactions to yeah. shit that you did. What are you doing? Well, then she's like, well, don't get blood on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really think. <laughs>